You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hi there. It's a new week. It's Monday. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, brought to you by MortgagesToGo.ca. Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca. Don't know if you heard. Uh, Flames with a 6-3 beatdown of the Oilers on Saturday night in Edmonton in the latest edition of the Battle of Alberta. The game got a little saucy after Leon Drysaddle accidentally on purpose bumps Dan Vladar. Um, Brent Cron in our little text group disagrees. Maddie and I were like, that's goal interference. And then they said it on the panel. Was he really pushed? Uh, uh, but if that if that incident doesn't happen, all the other shenanigans don't happen in the game. Oh, I don't, don't know about that. I don't know that that okay. game. As soon as the Flames went up three nothing, it felt like the Oilers were going to start doing their usual business. You look at that roster of characters that they've collected from the dregs of the NHL, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to start doing that type of stuff. Um, the Corey Perrys and the Matthias Janmarks of life. Yep. Mm. Um. Matty has like that that grin on his face today, Patrick. He has that. He has a little more pep in his step. I haven't slept all damn weekend. I am living on cloud nine. Yeah. Saturday, incredible. Yeah. A um, little more pep in his step. A little more lead in his pencil. Mm-hmm. After the Flames with the 6-3 win over the Edmonton Oilers. You know what our word of the day is today? Mm. That I'm going to be hammering home all day? <laughs> Satisfying. Okay. Mm. Was were you afraid there for a sec? No, I was. I wasn't sure. You didn't know where I was going. Another word that we threw around a whole. If bunch. that isn't the most satisfying win mm-hmm. for Flames fans this season, I don't know what is because that was very satisfying. If you're a Calgary Flames fan, what do you hear? Oh, the big 16 game winning streak. They're back, baby. Actually, if you look what they've done lately, <laughs> not that good. No, out of the 16-game win streak, they're, what, 500? Two, it was two wins and two losses going into that game. Now yeah. they're below Four, five, after the one, loss. That, that's how I break down what they've done since their win streak. That's how it's been. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah sure. That's how it's been. And I know there's a lot of Oiler fans in the city. Mm-hmm. I know there are. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. There is a lot. But if you're a Flames fan waking up on a Monday, tuning into the show, we'll be hammering home this big 6-3 win by the Flames on Saturday night. Um, satisfying is the word. It's a very satisfying victory for the Flames and the fans. I already have the text topic. I already oh, have it holstered. There we go. I already have it in the chamber. Felt like today is going to be pretty easy. Lot, lot to pick from from that game. Oh, uh, there's one thing specifically I want to uh, address. And maybe we can find it later on. I probably should have gave you a heads up before the show. Um, the Blake Coleman hit on Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Nice, clean, old-school check mm-hmm. on the best player in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Very good check. And he kind of gets up, and he was a little, oh, I felt that one. Yep. Right. And the uh, the Oilers did not like that. Dreisaitl took a hit earlier in the game that, yep. that he was a little hobbled off of. But I want to specifically focus on that Blake Coleman hit on Connor McDavid. Did the guys cut it? Do we have it? Well, it was right before a goal, so yes, we, okay, we good. do have it. Yeah. Good. Do, you ha- do you mind? Can we play it? I've got Can it. Can you find right. it there while we stall? Because this is going to be the uh, the genesis today of our text topic. I mean, 
three, two. Oh, it's in there somewhere. We'll yeah, play it. Um, we're going to do these at 830 because we have a busy show. And I want to use Texty McTexterson today because I think it's a perfect day for you to uh, to have a little fun, to be a little creative. You, you got the hit? Mm-hmm. All right, let's hit it. Here comes Coleman in, but he gets taken off the puck by the aforementioned McDavid and then hammers him with a big hit. But I- no, we don't need to hear the rest. Okay, I like it. I like it from uh, Derek Wills, who was on location in Edmonton. That's fun. Love it. So um, here's the text topic today. Mm-hmm. Blake Coleman's hit on Connor McDavid was as satisfying as blank. Because satisfying is the word of the day. Mm-hmm. Blake Coleman's hit on Connor McDavid was as satisfying as blank. 960, 960, name and location. Let's play some text messages at 830 from you about probably the most fun you've had as a Flames fan all season. Oh, yeah. My uncle was and, up there in the building, too, with oh, a whole bunch he? of his pals. <sighs> Pretty good game to be uh, and in attendance for. I uh, I like the Flames sweaters they were wearing for the Heritage Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, like both the te- I'm, both, I'm tired of both the looks, especially the Oilers one. It sucks. Like the brown? I don't like it when it's inside. I liked it when it was outside. It's right. kind of like a one-off. But I, I, it, it, Are they going to mm. wear these sweaters again when they're in Calgary? Yeah. Yep. All so four all, every game, they have to wear these sweaters. Yeah. All the Battle of Alberta games, yep. Okay. You made them. You may as well wear them a few I, times. I guess. I guess. Went through all the trouble. Sure. Got to uh, move some prod here. For sure. 960-960, name and location. Blake Coleman's hit on Connor McDavid was as satisfying as blank. It's hard. I don't know if we're going to get the answers that you want because they literally scored moments later. Uh, it, and it was the one moment of the game where you felt like, okay, are they going to just start scoring at will? Because that's kind of what they do. I thought about that, mm-hmm. but I'm like, the Flames won anyway. And it was nice to see Blake Coleman do a nice, strong, hard, clean check Yep, on Connor McDavid. Yep. And then Matias Yamark kind of like Pearl Harbors them, like just out of the blue, starts hitting punches right away. Well, and like, uh, again, I, I kind of like the approach by Yanmark in the fight. What, scared? So you're just going to. You're just going to like rabbit punch him like crazy? Essentially. But again, like that was a nice little tilt. He left yeah. his face wide open. Coleman probably got the better hits in on, yeah. the, on the face. There's a lot of helmet and visor for Yanmark. Yes. Uh, Blake Coleman was great in that game. Noah Hannafin, oh, Lord. My goodness. Beautiful goals by Noah Hannafin. It was only a national game, and everyone's watching. <laughs> He's scoring these two beautiful goals. And I like the nonchalant celebration before he pumps his arms, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he just skates, and he's like, yep, just buried that. Probably should have had a hat trick, too. Missed a couple other chances. Missed an open net where it hits the post mm-hmm. at the end of the game. For looking for his first career hat trick. He only had three points. Almost had four points, but one assist was taken away from him. At the end of the game, uh, big three-point night for Noah Hannafin. He was terrific. Dan Vladar was just good enough. Yeah, like, I've watched the highlight pack a few times following the game, and there's not really anything that you look at and you're like, wow, my goodness. Yeah. He was solid, came to play, did what he needed to do. Yep. You know, get beat pretty clean on that breakaway by Zach Hyman. Yeah, whatever. Not too worried about it. Bad turnover on the third goal when the game was already kaput. It was fine. That was after we got drilled by Drysaddle. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was earlier on in the game, too. Nice. He he also needs to work on his after-contact movements. Flops like a fish. Yeah, really poor. Really bad. Really bad flop.
the head, the double head fake, not good. Mm-mm. Not good. Um, there's so much to discuss. Contact was there, but you got to do a better job of selling that one. Yeah. Uh, are we talking about the Huberto trip? Did you see the Huberto trip? Who fell like they were shot when Huberto tripped them? Well, there was the Ekholm cross check in the corner. No, not that after one. After Ekholm got Huberto way worse. And I lo- By the way, I like how Huberto was slithering around the ice. Again. He was a bit of a snake on... Yep. On Saturday night, which is good. Mm-hmm. And we kind of mentioned it. Nice. Yeah, we mentioned it before we jumped on to um, Sharon Govich wanted no part of any of that Saturday night. He's like, you don't like I don't want this isn't me. Please stop. Pretending never does. Like I'm gonna yeah, like there'd anything. be like a scrum and someone grab him. And it's like, well, what are we doing here? Yeah, probably doesn't even speak that good of English. No. He doesn't understand what you're saying. Yeah, you're trying to chirp him. He's like, I don't understand. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. The don't pulse do just flat lines. Please don't do this. Yeah, uh, never, never too high. Never too low. Yeah, I don't want any part of this. Mm hmm right now um you look at uh as we wake up and look at the nhl standings this morning flames are uh, all of a sudden the uh nashville predators are stringing some wins together ever since they got their u2 trip canceled at the sphere yep. they've been on an absolute heater right now i guess andrew net was right to be a big jerk and killing all the fun of the nashville predators organization they've, they've won three straight since then they've won five straight since then is it five they've won five straight on a five-game road trip Oh, that's pretty good. They lost back-to-back games at home, including that 9-2 schlacking. Yeah. They went out on the road. Now they've won five straight on the road. Now, granted, two of those teams are in California as well, Anaheim and San Jose. But nevertheless, you also did beat L.A., St. Louis, and Vegas. Yeah. So, Um, Flames five points back of that second wild card, currently owned by the Predators, but the Flames do have a game in hand. Uh, Wild uh, still right there with the Flames. Wild and Blues just to point up both on the Calgary Flames. But again, Calgary right in the mix of things. Right when you think they're done, they put together probably their best week of the season. I know the road trip out east when they won the three straight games in uh, against the Rangers, against the Bruins. No, they lose against the Rangers. They beat the Bruins, they beat the Devils, they beat the Islanders, and they lost to the Rangers. But this week, they had some good opponents. Um, they beat the Jets in that afternoon game. Yep. Well, I use the word good loosely. Uh, they beat the Jets, then they beat the Bruins, mm-hmm. then they beat the Oilers. Yep. This was supposed to be week. You're like, ooh, I don't know. And then I have, they're staring into the Kings tomorrow night down at the Dome, which should be a fun game because the Kings are starting to play better since the coaching change. But all of a sudden, this was supposed to be a week. Okay, this is the week. All the trade speculation. They're going to start to hit the, the crapper here. They haven't. They've had a lot of big games, and... The word resiliency was thrown around in the pregame by Patty and everyone he was interviewing, and I completely agree with that. But to me, the word of the day is satisfying for your Calgary Flames, the big 6-3 win. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get to the break earlier because we never get enough time on Monday for the Rose Report. Mm -hmm. Because we got Brent Cron, the solution snake, big show Flames analyst, the Cobra, in studio coming up at 7 o'clock. He also teased on, on Thursday, or was it Friday? I don't remember. Friday. Friday. He's going to come back with his current top 10 goalies list in the NHL. Mm -hmm. I hope you remember to do this because we talked about it on Friday. He had his list on in October. He had a list, which we're going to play. And then we're going to compare the new list today that he has because he had a tweet that had a lot of interactions calling the Oilers frauds on Saturday night. We'll see if he's going to double down on that coming up at seven o'clock. So we'll talk to Cron. Sam Cosentino. I thought that was going to be the word of the day, if I'm being honest. Fraud? Yeah. No, I think it's satisfying because that that felt like the most satisfying win 
of the Calgary Flames season. 960-960 name and location. Blake Holman's hit on Connor McDavid was as satisfying as blank. Was as satisfying as blank. Uh, what do you got coming up in a super thick, meaty Rose report? Mostly a look back at the game yesterday, or pardon me, on Saturday, the Battle of Alberta. Yesterday, six games, including the Chris Chelios jersey retirement, coupled with Patrick Kane's return to Chicago. What a goal in overtime. Oh, my goodness. Electric yesterday at the United Center. Um, the Chelios thing was pretty awesome as well. Uh, yeah, get through that. Little Raptors action, little Blue Jays. Spring training baseball is underway. Saw some pitches over the weekend. Good for you. Um, the only thing missing on that Patty Kane celebration was when he did the thing where he scored the overtime goal against the Canucks years ago, and he made a heart, and then he punched through the heart, but nobody knows what he was making. Mm-hmm. It's hard to mimic a heart unless mm-hmm. you do the stupid thing with your hands. But yeah, I like the the whole, yeah, that's, remember me? I yeah. just, I'm a legend here. You're going to retire my jersey. The yeah. classic. Remember me? The classic Showtime Sally. Yeah. yeah. Brought it all out. Yeah. Uh, he was Patty Kane. Uh, vintage Patty Kane yesterday. All right, we got lots to do. Um, Kron coming up in studio. Sam Cosentino at 8 o'clock. Your text messages at 8.30. Busy, busy Monday show. It's George. It's Maddie. It's Patrick. It's GVP. It's the big show. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Powered by mortgagestogo.ca. Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit mortgagestogo.ca at the top of the hour. The Solution Snake, the Cobra, Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brenkron in studio, breaking down the Flames' satisfying 6-3 victory over the Edmonton Oilers in Edmonton. The, do you know they used to call it the City of Champions? Sure did. They used to. They took that down. Mm-hmm. It's no longer that, mm. the City of Champions. Um, yeah. 6-3 win. We're also taking your text messages at 960-960, name and location. That Blake Coleman hit on Connor McDavid was as satisfying as blank. That Blake Coleman hit on Connor McDavid was as satisfying as blank. 960-960, name and location. We have a jam-packed Rose report. We, we never have enough time to do this. <laughs> That's why I broke early. That's why we got to do it right now. And it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. We'll gladly match. Then they'll beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose and... Oh, good morning, friends. Welcome aboard. We got the Battle of Alberta. Seven games yesterday. That included Patrick Kane's return to Chicago on the same day that number seven was raised to the rafters. Chris Chelios, the great ceremony there in Chicago as well. Jays open up their spring training game schedule. Raptors play the Pacers tonight. And we had a rookie winner on the PGA Tour, George. We got... uh, yeah, well, we got, we got lots of stuff. We got lots of stuff. Yeah, we always got lots of stuff. Yeah. Start with the Battle of Alberta. Flames up the QE2 to battle the Oilers. Markstrom backing up Dan Vladar, nursing a mm. minor injury. Mm. I don't know. Andre Kuzmenko, sick. Sure. Jacob, Jacob Pelche also able to return sure to the lineup. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Has nothing to do with Kuzmenko being promoted on the fourth line. Maybe it was like, hey, how about you sit this one out, bud? Mm. Maybe reset a little bit. Mm. Ill. I don't know. I don't know. I I raised an eyebrow when Kuzmenko was quote unquote sick. Did you? 
Jacob Peltier was available. Dryden Hunt has been playing pretty well whenever he's replaced Kuzmenko. I'm just... Yeah. I I was just wondering. It crossed my mind. Yeah, it crossed my mind. Okay. Uh, not going to lie. was probably a little bit nervous about this one. Had a good week with the Oilers. Had that 16-game win streak. Sure, they haven't been playing the same over the last eight or nine games. But nevertheless, you never really want to get shown up by your provincial rivals. Of course. The thing is, the Flames have also played good teams well this season. On, on Saturday night against a pretty solid team, a really good start. Puck loose to the neutral zone, scooped up by Walker Dewar, who centers it, Nazem Kadri scores! On a beautiful pass from Walker Dewar, Nazem Kadri redirects the puck into the top quarter of the Oilers net, and just 2-0-2 in, it is one to nothing Flames. Yeah, it's 21 on the season for Nazem Kadri. A nice deflection on the dish from Walker Dewar. The Flames were off and running. Evan Bouchard, terrible turnover at the blue line. And Calgary goes the other way to get the lead just two minutes in. He is red hot right now, and he's playing probably the best hockey as a Calgary Flame. Flames kept a pedal down, found the back of the net again before the midway point of period number two. Now it's picked up in the far corner by Matthias Ekholm, who will lift it up in the air and out. Here comes Zeri, and up the left wing side, a nice pass. Pospisil shoots and scores! Martin Pospisil rips the puck right into the top quarter of the Oilers' net. He has scored in back-to-back games. Yeah, it's a sloppy change from the oil. Pospisil walks down Main Street, beats Skinner clean. Swing and a miss for Stu Skinner. Six of the season for Pospisil came at 9-11. Well, that looked like a nice shot. Mm-hmm. He did pick it. Mm-hmm. It was a very nice goal. It's a swing and a miss on an unblocked shot from the slot. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a terrible chance to give up. Yeah. And there's no coverage to the inside of the zone off the rush, which, I don't know, that feels like something that's important. But, but, it, was, but it was a nice finish. I'm not Pospisil. taking anything away from Pospisil. I'm just saying... You got to be clean, brother. Yeah. Clean. You want to talk about... Uh, well, and this, it's not like possible. He's got six goals. Like, come on. Yeah. He's not, you know... It's not Austin Matthews here. Right. Uh, oh, and you play one more, and then we'll talk about the first period. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Flames kept the pedal down, and uh, got another one okay. later on in the frame. To the Oilers' blue line, where it's picked up by Backlund, who's going to bring it up the right wing side. Backlund stops and drops. Hannafin shoots and scores! Beautiful. On a fantastic pass... From Michael Backlund, Noah Hannafin snaps the puck inside the goalpost. Another turnover from the Oilers. This time it's Brett Kulak in the neutral zone. Moments later, Stuart Skinner's reaching back, pulling the pill out of his net again. Flames led 3-0 before the 16-minute mark of the first period. You want to talk about a blockbuster start? Mm-hmm. It, it, it couldn't have been any better. Just sucking all the life out of the Oilers fans. And that's a that hard building. building to play in front of, man. Their fans... They can get rambunctious when they get a little bit of life in them. They get a little bit of lead. They start getting getting the roll going, and they're awfully hard to slow down. Now, Rasmus Anderson would take a penalty for tripping, and the Oilers do what they do best. Dreisaitl busting in, runs right into Vladar. A big collision. Flames goaltender gets back to his feet as it's centered in front, and they score. Zach Hyman knocks the pocket of the Flames net. And as his 36th goal of the season, which equals his career high, the Flames aren't going to be happy about this one. Honestly, I thought Derek handled that pretty well. 
Yeah, he did. Uh, I thought it was goal interference. I really did. I thought I thought Drysaddle was going to take a penalty on that. Sure, Shillington nudges him a little bit, but there's no effort to avoid no, the goaltender. Zero effort to avoid the goaltender. Very Chris Kreider mm. of Leon Drysaddle on that play, and I could see why Dan Vladar was miffed because mm-hmm. he got hit right in the bean. Yeah, it's a bad flop too. Yeah. Okay, b- sure. It's a it like let, let's 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 be, call the spade a spade yeah, here. Let's, let's splash around in the pool of truth ourselves. <laughs> it was a flop yeah. by Dan Vladar, and the ugly but at one the same too. Time, yeah. Every like, goalie does it. Yeah, every, every that's time right, because they're supposed to. Just didn't look great. No, but I th- to me, I point the finger more at Drysaddle. Agreed. That play. Agreed. Like Vladar did pretend he was Vladi Divac and he tried to like <laughs> do the flop, and I get it. It's the double head fake for me. Yeah. But, again, Drysaddle didn't really make an effort to get out of the way. Oilers do what they do best, George, and that's cheat. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Well, it's score and, on the power play. That's, that's the way, what they do best. And, by the way, Zach Hyman busting through for his 36th goal. Mm. Um, he is just on an absolute heater. Yeah. Like, you want you want to talk about, like, the Oilers have some bad contracts and some bad free agent signings. Mm-hmm. Like, the mm-hmm. guy they signed as a goal, he hasn't, he's not even on the team. Connor Brown? Well, yeah, he doesn't have a goal. Yeah, no. He did play on Saturday, too. Yeah, but he doesn't not. have a goal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, obviously, Jack Campbell. But, again, mm. I don't think we give them enough credit for that Zach Hyman signing because he has been phenomenal with the Edmonton Oilers. Oilers get a late one, so they cut the Flames lead to 3-1. Flames did outshoot the Oilers 12-8 to in the first period. Anderson, Huberto, Nurse, McDavid mixing it up late in the frame, leading to a bunch of roughing penalties. Anderson was not happy that he also got sent to the box there after McDavid gave him the old... Uh, Face wash with the glove near the benches. Lots of juice in this one. Into the second period. Both the Oilers, Stars taking their lumps. Dreisaitl got banged up on a hit. McDavid obviously took that spill from Blake Coleman. But this one did have a cost. Here comes Coleman in. But he gets taken off the puck by the aforementioned McDavid. And then hammers him with a big hit. But now we've got to break the other way. Hyman shoots and scores. Connor McDavid takes a hit to make a play. And springs Zach Hyman, who goes forehand to backhand and buries it. His second goal of the game. And he's now got a career-high 37 on the season. At the time, unsure if it was maybe worth the hit. Safe to say now, totally worth it. The Oilers did get within one, though. Yeah, um, it was a great hit by Coleman on McDavid. Very clean. And the Oilers did not like that hit on their superstar player. Blake Coleman and Matias Janmark got mixed up a little bit later. Uh, Coleman would head to the box for embellishment after a cross-check from Janmark, and they would get to chatting in the box, and as soon as they made their exits... Uh-oh, we've got a fight. Matias Janmark and Blake Coleman. Janmark hammering Coleman with the right hands. Got his helmet off early in the fight. Coleman trying to battle back. Janmark trying to wrestle him down. And Coleman's jersey comes loose. Hopefully his fighting strap is tied up. And he's spitting out some blood. So is Janmar, because he's going to head down the tunnel towards the Oilers' dressing room. Is that still a rule? Fight strap? Yeah. Yeah. Because he clearly didn't have it on. Because the thing just flew off like nobody's business. But if it was the Fanatics jersey that's going to be next season, it's probably going to rip off the way because of the shot he's half stitching them, on the half jersey. Half of them won't even have it. Yeah. It'll be on the front. 
It'll, it'll be like right under the logo. Yeah, I like that was the rule. And again, or yeah, it'll be on the outside of the jersey. Yeah, Mark ambushed them a little bit in that fight. You know, they were talking about it in the penalty box. They're like, okay, this is going to happen when they come out. And again, hey, I was kind of impressed with the punches Yanmark was landing because mm-hmm. he really got up. But then Coleman got him with a few right on the button there towards the end of that fight. A very nice tilt. A very Battle of Alberta feel tilt on Saturday night. And if you're the Flames, this is probably best case scenario because there's a lot of guys on that Oilers team that'll try and scrap you. And you got the one that you're like, oh, yeah, Yanmark, let's go. No problems. Sure. Because after the scrap, you could also argue that the Flames benefited with more momentum. Now Shellington has been dangerous again. He slides it down low. Huberto centers. And now Hunt shoots and scores. Dryden Hunt. Rifles one right off the iron and in. His first goal is a flame. Makes it four to two. It's a great dish from Huberto back behind the net and just an hour and a half for Dryden Hunt at the top of the zone to yeah. pick his spot, wait for traffic to join and beat Stuart Skinner. That was a beautiful pass from Jonathan Huberto. What was nicer, the pass or the shot? Mm, probably the pass. Yeah, Shot's good, but like the, my my general point there is how is he able to stay there from prime shooting area yeah. unchecked? It's terrible defensive coverage. Terrible defensive coverage. And it was an absolute gorgeous pass from a guy in Huberto who all night, not only was he creating in the offensive zone, he was also partaking in the shenanigans throughout the game, which I enjoyed as well. Made it 4-2 at 11.47. Then a lazy penalty by Leon Dreisaitl. He was getting uh, a little bit taken out of him on social media from Oilers fans for this oh, one. Really? Hooking on Pospisil. That sent Calgary. That was a dumb penalty. It was dumb. Sent Calgary to the power play and essentially ended the game. Anderson to Hannafin with a one-timer stop. Rebound. Flames can't get a hold of it, but they do hold it in. Anderson to Zeri. To Hannafin. He scores! Tick. Tack. Toe. Noah Hannafin one times the puck into an empty Oilers net. His second goal of the game makes it five to two flame. Great dish from Connor Zary, making eleven goals for Noah Hannafin as he double dips and the Flames led five two at fourteen oh nine of the second. That was a gorgeous pass, a nice finish. The net was wide open. No look. He puts it up top, bangs it home. Noah Hannafin was absolutely fantastic in that game and. It's bittersweet, right, if you're a Flames fan, watching that performance by him on Saturday night because you know his time here is limited. Mm-hmm. And you're like, God. You're like, Ugh. having a career year, scoring all these goals. Mm-hmm. And you know they're going to trade him. And mm-hmm. his, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and that sucks mm-hmm. because you watched him play on Saturday night. You're like, man, why didn't you sign that contract? You're part of the solution, not the problem here long term for the Calgary Flames. Game continued to get nasty. Perry and Weger had like a partial scrap near the end of the frame. Matias Ekholm, Jonathan Huberto got into it as well. It was a nice little banger for the Battle of Alberta. Into the third, the Oilers would pull their goalie pretty early after not really creating a ton of offense with eight minutes to go. Too early. They had the net empty down by three. Blake Coleman would cap his night with an empty netter from deep in his own zone to make it six to two. Matthias Janmark would score three and a half minutes later in garbage time. So 6-3 the final score. Coleman actually got tossed. He and Holloway both hit the showers early. Evander Kane got tossed for a nasty cross-check on Nazem Kadri. Yep. The Oilers did the least shocking thing ever. Tried to bully the Flames, but Calgary did not back down. Yep. 
And they also won on the score sheet, yeah, I know. doubling them up Kane six to three. Kane also used his stick in between Anderson's legs. Oh, yeah, and, there was that, too. Uh, well, they were Anderson, showing on the postgame. And Anderson did, like, the thing where he shut his legs. It was like the judo move where he prevented it real quick. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like the old the block. You know, three stooges where they're trying to poke the guy yeah, in the eye and he puts the hand huh. up right in the, That's what it was. It's like, well, pow. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, and I again, know what you're Evander about. Kane, I know, yeah, you're the toughest guy on the league, blah, blah, blah. Toughest guy on the team, blah, blah. Well, what are you going to do about it? The clip from the outdoor. We know what he said. That guy was a non-factor. Was he even on the ice on Saturday night outside of the shenanigans? He did nothing yep. on Saturday night. Yeah, he's a tough guy. He's going to point everybody at the end. He was useless on Saturday night. He was invisible. Yeah, there was a lot of Oilers that were invisible for most of the night. Hyman was good. He really is good. good. Guy, you can cheer for too. Yeah. Into the third, the he oil- busted through with his thirty-seven. I uh, wanted to get to this uh, as well as uh, Ryan Huska spoke on the week that was for the Calgary Flames, as they also were able to. Uh, only well, won three in a row now. Well, it's the consistency we'd like to see. You know, we've been fighting it, and that's if there's a, a knock on us, it's been our inability to put streaks together and our inability to stop streaks, if you will. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to leadership. I think it comes down to. You know, being able to turn the page when something doesn't go your way within a game or when it does go your way, you you stay straight ahead and make sure that you don't change your game plan at all. But um, this last stretch has been a good one for us, for sure. So the Flames play the Kings tomorrow yep. at home. Then they're off until Saturday, which, my goodness, the Kipper retirement game is going to be nuts. That's when they host the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're going to raise number 34 to the rafters. The retirement ceremony is going to go at 6.20 on Saturday. Doors at 5.30. So they got those two games this week. They'll play the Kraken on Monday. They will play the Lightning on Thursday. And then it's the trade deadline. Four more Big games week. before the NHL's trade deadline. Big week. Um, tomorrow's night's game feels like it's... I don't know if it's big. I, I don't even know how to... How to digest this flame season. It's so roller coastery. You win four, you beat all these good teams, you lay eggs against the Blackhawks and the Sharks. Like, what are we doing here? How can we lose these games? And then you play a game like they did Saturday night, where they beat the fraudulent Oilers in a game that they dominate. Like it was just it's it's been a it's been a wild season for the Calgary Flames. If there's one thing, there's two things. Number one, it's been entertaining. Mm. Can't say it hasn't been a dull season. And number two, the Flames are very likable. Mm-hmm. This is a likable bunch of guys. And I did like the fact that I like to play. I like you, you played that Huska clip because this is what I was thinking watching the game Saturday night. I like his just even keel demeanor behind the bench in a game like that. He's just like he knows this is it. Let's just relax. Everybody, calm down. We're gonna get this W. Just a nice calming influence behind the bench. Still waiting for that first time he snaps on a ref. Yeah, eventually it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah, all coaches do. Yeah, it usually takes a couple years where you get a little bit of a rapport with the referee and you have a few games where you feel like he's giving you the short end of the stick before you eventually have to let him know. So it'll happen. And he's a very cerebral dude. We had him sit in the studio. He's He's a super smart, even keel guy, knows how to attack other teams. And that game tomorrow night is going to be super fun against the Kings. Let's get to yesterday's action. The only other Canadian team in action was Winnipeg as they hosted the Coyotes. Kyle Connor and Gabe Velarde scored power play goals late in the first period. That made it 3-1, but the Coyotes would battle back and tie it. Nick Schmaltz scored in the opening 
of the third period. That sent this game to overtime. And then Winnipeg will start back at a two-on-one. Far side, Shifley. It's a three-on-one. Shifley crossed the line, dropped it for Morsi. Near side for Connor's shot. He scores! For the second time this weekend, Jets win! Jets win! Jets win! In overtime tonight! Topes win! Topes win! Paul Edmonds with the call. Squeaky voice teen with the bingo. 33 seconds into overtime. Jets have won six of seven. The Coyotes have lost 12 in a row. Ten of those losses in regulation. Five-game road trip for Arizona. They go to Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, and Washington before returning home in March. Hey, you want to, again, for all the positive stuff that happens when when you tank and get terrible, like you see the Avalanche, the Penguins, they all win Stanley Cups. Look at teams like the Coyotes, Sabres, Senators. Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets. Just terrible for years and years and years and just inconsequential. But still stockpiling all these good young players, going to have another high pick. But the Coyotes are just seemingly decades away from a new arena and be a championship. Yep. Pretty disappointing result for them yesterday. Uh, How about the game yesterday? The Blackhawks. Retired a former defenseman Chris Chelios's number seven during a pregame ceremony at the United Center. 487 points in 664 games during his tenure with the Blackhawks in the 90s. Won the James, Memor- uh, James Norris Memorial Trophy for the second and third time in his NHL career. Trip to the 92 Stanley Cup final. Eventually was traded to Detroit and went on to win two of his three Stanley Cups with the Red Wings. And on top of that, Patrick Kane made his return to Chicago. He was the first overall pick in 2007, spent his first 16 seasons in Chicago, had 1,225 points in 1,161 games, and is second on the franchise's all-time list for points and assists, along with third on the all-time goals list. So a little bit of hoopla around this one, George. Real quick, uh, the trade that got... Chris Chelios to the Blackhawks. Sure. Was for Denny Savard straight up. Mm. And that trade is one Montreal of the Montreal deal. Yeah, one of the worst ones Serge Savard ever pulled off for the Habs. Um not good. Uh Denny Savard was essentially he was the good luck charm for the Habs. In the Stanley Cup playoffs, the year they won the cup in ninety three, every time he was wearing a suit, they ended up winning the game. And you see the photo of Denny Savard lifting the cup in a suit, not his jersey, because they essentially didn't play him. Uh, in the playoffs because he was done. And then Chris Chelios goes on, has this incredible Hall of Fame career, fantastic defenseman. That trade really worked out for the Chicago Blackhawks. Two goals in the second for Chicago, so they led 2-1. to one. Detroit would tie it late. Alex DeBrinckit from Patrick Kane. They factored on a goal for the 150th time in their career. The last time they did it was 2022, when they were both with the Blackhawks, the end of the 2021-2022 season. This game would also need some overtime. Save made, rebound chance, and now the Wings have a break. Here is Patrick Kane. Oh, what drama brings it in on a breakaway. Shoots, he scores! Oh, what a win for the Red Wings. On a night they celebrate, Kane, who scores the game-winning goal in overtime. And the Red Wings, Malibet, center the final score in Chicago. The Red Wings, three, and the Blackhawks, two. What drama! First time since Marty Reisner did it. Marty Reisner. 
What a pull. Where a team scores in overtime against their first game back against their uh, original team. Ken Cow with the call on 97-1, the ticket in Detroit. As a, yeah, showtime. Nice standing ovation, too. Incredible. Well, they should. Why the hell not, right? 12th of the season for Patrick Kane. It's the game winner. After the game, after Bedard gave him a little hit, and then after the game, Patrick Kane, he's like, lucky he's wearing that bubble. I would have went after him. It was a bit of a high hit on Patrick Kane. (laughs) I like that. Uh, He's a little ratty, which I like. Oh, I'm a big fan. Around the Flames. He's an absolute stud. Around the Flames playoff race, the Predators were visiting the Ducks. Nashville trying to win all five games on this road trip and do so in regulation. Pretty good time of the season to collect 10 of a possible 10 points. Sherwood near corner. Center point, Fabro. Slapper. Save. Dostal. Rebound. Score! Michael McCarron right in front. Predators three, Ducks one with 11-17 to go. Yeah, the big man, Michael McCarron, scores on a gross one after a turnover. Predators would win it 4-2. Kevin Lankinen stopped 29 of 31 between the pipes. Now they have to return home where they have lost back-to-back games after uh, getting grounded, having their trip to this sphere canceled, ended up perhaps changing their season. Four other games, they were all out east. George, Tampa, and Jersey began the day separated by just five points in the standings. Tampa was in the second wild card. The Devils were just outside. Huge game for Jersey's playoff hopes, but it was Nikita Kucherov who put on a show. Across the line, a point, point, cutting in front, holds, shoots, score! He picked it enough, Schmid! Braden Point has made it 2-0, and that is 100 points for Nikita Kucherov. Yep. He had four points and would hit the 100 mark over the, in the win over the Devils. A 4-1, the final score, as uh, he factored in on every single one of them. Now a seven-point gap between the Devils and the Lightning in that second wildcard spot. Is, is Nikita Kucherov the frontrunner for the Hart Trophy? I would think. It's, it's right now it's him and Matthews, and McKinnon are probably the finalists. Then it's probably Hellebuck McDavid in the tier below. Okay. <laughs> He's the first player to hit 100 points for the second time in his career. He also did this in 2018 or 2019. Only eight other players in NHL history have also achieved the feat multiple times. Do you want to try and guess who they are? Okay, eight players have had 100 points multiple times in the NHL. They were first to 100 points multiple times in the NHL. Okay, well, obviously Wayne is one. Wayne did it nine times. Okay. McDavid? (laughs) McDavid has done it five times. Wow. Mario? Six times. Iserman? No, nope. but a good guess. Okay. Um, Yager? Yep. Four. How many is that? You miss, you're Orr? missing four of them. Bobby Orr? No, really? no. He wasn't getting to 100 as fast as some of his players. He was doing it consistently, but he sure. wasn't the first one to get there. 100 points. Esposito? Yes, six. A couple of active players. Couple of legends. Crosby. Bingo. Okay, yeah. Malkin? And, yep. Well, You're missing Guy Lafleur. Oh. But pretty good, guys. Overall, pretty good pretty job. Good, Patrick. Yeah, was, nice job. Good. Well done, nice fellas. Ah, uh, but, 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 yeah, they would win that game four to one. Battle of Pennsylvania yesterday. Defense optional. And it takes a flyer bounce, and they turn it over. Here comes Crosby. Dangling in, stops on a dime, sets up the middle, and a shot by Raquel is blocked by the Flyers. Oh, well, set up by Sid. Letang in traffic, score! He gets it through! It deflects in past Peterson. The extra point 
seven on the board for Pittsburgh. Seven, five. They would win it by a 7-6 final score. Sidney Crosby would finish the game with a goal and three assists for a four-point contest. It is his 17th career game with three or more points against the Flyers. They don't Has like just them. destroyed them they don't over like, the course yeah, of his career. Flyers fans not, not big fans of Sid the Kid. Amongst active, he's not really a kid anymore. Among, he's got a lot of gray hair now. Yes. Amongst active players with at least 10 career three-point games versus one franchise, the Penguins captain holds the three highest totals. He's also done it 18 times against the Islanders and 14 oh. times against the Bruins. <laughs> wow, against the Bruins? Yeah. They're not in the same division. I know. Oh. That's super impressive. He's very good when he plays the Bruins. Yeah, Flyers, Islanders, Him sure, and his same bu- division. He's got the Canadian buddies over there, so I'm sure he gets up for that even more with Marchand yeah. and Bergeron. Right. They make the drive over. The other Maritimers, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sabres and Hurricanes, this one needed a shootout. Casey Middlestad would get the game winner in the fourth round. Sabres win 3-2. Ho-hum, 31 minutes and 43 seconds of ice time for Rasmus Dahlin. Oh, man. Oof. <laughs> Blue Jackets and Rangers, Matt Rempe continues his fighting (laughs) tour around the NHL. This time, he fought Matthew Olivier. He has fought Nick Delorier. and good one. And won. He made out very well in that contest. He fought Matt Martin of the Islanders. At the Stadium Series. Did very well in that contest as well. Perhaps met his match for the first time yesterday. Lincolns gives it over to Erica Branson. Looks up the right wing side. We've got a fight here. Here we go, Matt Rempe. Against Matthew Olivier. Rempe is a big boy. He's already had some big tilts. Oh, Olivier caught him with a right, right in the kisser. Rempe a little bit off balance, but still firing right. So is Olivier. Olivier still has his helmet on. Rempe does not. Rempe is the bigger guy. He's got the longer reach. Oh, another big one. And another by Olivier. He dumps him to the ice. And this one is over. Oh, Matthew Olivier. He was ready. On the very first shift, and he's a distinct winner on that one. Well, that's an incredible call from Bob McElligot in Columbus. My goodness. First shift, they square off. Maybe shook the Rangers to see the big man go down because the Jackets end up winning this one by a 4-2 score against a Rangers team that's been red hot lately. But how about this week for Matt Rempe? Cult hero already, hey? I, I like it. I like the old school. He's fun to watch, man. He is a... But it, it just goes to show that all of a sudden, like, we're getting into that point of the season mm. where the intensity is starting to ramp up and the, the go time, baby. a little more. 20 games yeah, to go. Absolutely. Pitter patter. Like, look at Saturday night. There was a lot of emotion in that game between the Flames and the Oilers because they hate each other. Matt Rempe, Calgary kid. Oh, look at that. Played in Seattle. Mm. The T Birds. Mm. I wonder, would he have nicknamed been a- Slender Man? Yeah, that's well, good that's terrifying. That's a good nickname. Oh, okay. Would you have been on a team with Lucas Siona then? Uh, I have to check that. I'm going to fact check that for you. Okay. Where was Siona there? 2019, 2020? Uh, yeah, he was there for his entire career. That was his only... And then, yeah, yeah, he would have been there. Yep. Tonight, four games. Kings and Oilers are on Sportsnet West and Sportsnet 1. That goes at 7.30. Before that, the Senators will face the Capitals. Watch it at 5 on Sportsnet West. At 6, the Islanders face the Stars. The Kraken will take on the Bruins in Seattle. As the nightcap cracking, kind of hanging around the flames in the playoff picture, if you want to keep an eye on that. Spring training games are underway for the Toronto Blue Jays. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Began Saturday with a goofy 14-13 loss to the Phillies. Then yesterday, they lost a 12-6 to a split squad Yankees team. The highlight on Saturday, 
was Tim Meza being the bat boy for the first three innings <laughs> yeah. because he lost the fantasy football league last year it. with a pitiful four and ten record. Ooh. Come on, Timmy. So that's what the, so the jersey read too, four and ten. Like I, I love Scott that. Mitchell wrote a fantastic piece on this entire process. It was incredible. Like the, I love the fact that baseball does this st- kind of stuff all the time. It mm. doesn't really take itself that seriously, no. especially the dudes in the bullpen who play like the stupidest games. One of my try and fa- light each other on fire. fire yeah, and like, yeah. No, yeah. one of my favorite things ever, <laughs> and it makes me laugh just thinking about it. When the Cubs used to have their dugout that was right on the field, mm-hmm. like the, for the bullpen, it was right on the kind of like where Tampa uh, Oakland does. or yeah. Tampa, yeah, Tampa yeah. and Oakland. Yeah, but the, the Cubs used to have that yeah. too, right? And what they, what the relief, what the bullpen did was their thing was if a ball is hit foul at them, nobody would move. They would just sit there and be still. Let them hit it. Yeah, they would sit there and be still. <laughs> they played just a game of chicken. Yeah, they played yeah. a game of chicken. It's like stupid stuff like that. I love it so much in baseball. You have to. I keep loved it, it when Will Ferrell used to do the the tour amongst us. Oh, yeah. yeah, again, yeah, and they'd have him in the game. It's like, yeah. what are we yeah. doing here? <laughs> what is this? exactly? It's what I mean. It's baseball. It's not 162 games. Yeah. Lots. Don't yeah. worry about. We're it. all Savannah bananas in spring training, yeah, exactly. aren't we? Exactly. Uh, they also lost to the Yankees, as mentioned. Alejandro Kirk did hit a ding-dong, only home run for the Jays through their first two games. Juan Soto also had his first home run as a Yankee, lacing a Trevor Richards offering yeah, he's okay. 428 feet. Uh, game-winning run, actually. A three-run shot made it 7-1 in an eventual 12-6 score. But this week is a little bit more interesting, as uh, a lot of the supposed starting rotation are going to see their first action. Sure. Today, they play the Pirates at 11. Yusei Kikuchi's going to start. Chris Bassett is also going to get some action in this one. Tuesday, Alec Manoa is going to face the Tigers. Wednesday, it's going to be Barrios against the Rays. Barrios. Maybe not so much on Gossman because he doesn't really do a lot of spring training, but yeah. that's fine. And he might win the Cy Young. Sure, why not? Dark horse pick. Raptors visit the Pacers tonight. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? How are we going to supposed to play? Siakam in Indiana. Other network has it. Five o'clock start. Did you guys see the skirmish in the Heat and Pelicans game Friday yeah. night at the Smoothie King Center? There's been some violent stuff happening around the NBA lately. Yeah, it's true. There's Did you see this? No, I, I didn't see it. I know. I heard the suspensions about it. Yeah, it's pretty. Now, Jimmy Butler and Najee Marshall each suspended one game for instigating and engaging in on-court altercation. Thomas Bryan and Jose Alvarado suspended three games each for leaving the bench area during an on-court altercation and fighting. And Nikola Jovic suspended one game for leaving the bench and entering an on-court altercation. This is the type of thing that it's a lot of pushing and shoving, then it settles down, and then something sparks back in the far corner, and it gets all heated again, and Suspy's handed out for everybody. Nap time down at the Mexico Open. We take out our drivers, we tee up, and... Rookie Trevor Knapp takes his first win on the PGA Tour. And some wild notes to this one. In his victory. So he was 19 under, a two-stroke victory over the Finnish Sammy Valamaki. Yussi's cousin? Maybe. Only hit two. Knapp only hit two fairways in his final round. What? As he shot even. He is the first ever player to win on tour while only hitting two fairways in the final day. That's since it started being tracked in 1983. Adam Stanley also pointed out. That sample size isn't big enough. No. Nat pointed out he's got uh, Canadian roots, a Canadian girlfriend. He also won three times on the PGA Tour of Canada, and he is a Canadian-born grandfather. So, oh. you know, if you want to get a little CanCon in your life, technically it's there. 
So Knapp also ran out of money while he was trying to qualify for the tour a couple of years ago. So he had to work as a bouncer at a nightclub <laughs> for nine months. That was two years ago. Wow. He won $1.45 million yesterday and got himself an exemption into, oh, you know, the Masters. What and kind of nightclub was it? Huh? Was it like a real nightclub? Uh, he's out in L.A., so okay. yeah, probably. All right. Puts him up to 52 in the world now. Ranking. Know. Just like that. Just like that. That's incredible. There's a lot of good players that aren't And he's going to go rankings. to the Masters because he won a tournament. Damn right. Isn't that awesome? A lot of good players aren't in those rankings. So yeah. I know. That's yeah. true. Brooke Henderson finished in a tie for ninth, the Honda LPGA Thailand event. Four under in her final round. So 15 under overall, six strokes back of the winner. Roughnicks with a huge win at the Dome Saturday night. A 14-11 victory over the Philadelphia Wings. So back to 500. Third straight win. Five and five, eight games left to go. Seven points for Jesse King. Pace the club. Dan Taylor, season best four goals. Another good showing for Christian Del Bianco as well. Stopped 38 of 47 after he was Patty's guest Friday morning. Ooh, he was. Nice. Good chap. Oh, yeah. I love Christian. Yeah, he's great. Uh, they visit Philadelphia this Saturday. It's a home and home. That's going to be 11 a.m. start as they look for a fourth straight win. Then they'll be back in town, George, for the St. Patty's Day party. Let's go. Ooh. March the 15th. Wranglers were in Manitoba for a couple of games with the Moose Friday and Saturday. Friday, Matt Coronado had a goal and an assist. He was the first star in a 5-2 win. Scored a shorty with Dustin Wolf, the airmail assist as well. Quite nice. Uh, Wolf stopped 31-33, second star in that game. Saturday, the Moose would win 4-2. of two. Both of Calgary's goals were scored by Cole Schwint. He's got three goals over the last two games and five goals on a four-game goal-scoring streak since he was assigned to the Wranglers. They host the Colorado Eagles Friday and Sunday this weekend. Both those games are going to be on Sportsnet 960. The Hitmen faltered against Lethbridge yesterday. Tough outing, outmatched 9-2 by the team that they're chasing for the eighth and final playoff spot as well. The gap grew from just a point to three. Calgary only has 11 games left. Next up Wednesday, it's the TELUS Be Brave. Hashtag end bullying game at 11 a.m. All the schools come down to watch the game. It's always a fun time. We'll have that one on the radio. And should mention as well, down at Winsport, Rachel Homan reclaimed the Canadian Women's Curling Championship here in Calgary. A 5-4 win over Jennifer Jones for Homan's fourth Scotties title. She'll rep Canada at the World Championship in March 16th. Six-time champion Jennifer Jones has said she's going to retire after the season. So uh, an emotional end. Yeah. Although she will continue to play in some mixed doubles with her husband. She has lost in the Scottish final for back-to-back years, Patrick. Yeah, Rachel Holman was not going to be denied this week. Her team was playing out of their minds. First win since 2017. But, yeah, it was, there wasn't a dry eye in the house last night watching uh, that tribute video about Jennifer. Were you there? I didn't go. I couldn't get tickets. Yeah. There was couldn't got get tickets for Friday. Saturday, I saw the Sunday. number yesterday. I don't know what it was they exactly. Like sixty three thousand for the week, which is wow. the, I believe the second best attendance. Scotty behind Moose Jaw. Calgary <laughs> loves their curling. Oh yeah, you baby. Yeah, oh, and the yeah. news. I think it broke Friday. Uh, the World Junior Hockey Championship yes. is coming to Calgary. Edmonton for sure. We don't. We it all depends on the rink. The if new it's arena. Built. It yeah. all depends on if it's it's ready to go. But yeah. But isn't that exciting? That even even the double IHF <laughs> is like, yeah, it looks like we're getting a arena here. Oh, we'll put it in Alberta because Calgary will probably have a new barn. <laughs> I would love that. Gold I would love every game. second of that. <laughs> gold game gold medal game in Calgary at the new barn? Uh, Wouldn't that so, be fun? Well, what year did what year did they say? Twenty twenty seven. So three yeah, yeah. Three oh. It'd be close. Gavin McKenna will be gone. Yeah, that's the thing. If he drafted uh, the year But before. maybe Calgary kid Mickey DuPont will be uh, Mickey DuPont's kid. Yeah. Landon. Landon. Yeah. He might be the star of the show. Okay. Mm. 
All right. Let's, uh, let me just uh, gotta get the old... Uh, yep. And good night and yep. good luck to you, and sir. we still went long. Uh, yeah, well. The Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match it, then they'll beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Could have probably done like 40 minutes on just the Flames game yeah, and then much. the Patrick Kane return with Chelios yeah. and everything. Like, uh, I, I went back and watched it because if you got Sportsnet Plus, they just have the jersey retirement as like an hour and a half package. You can just go watch it. It's great. Mm. I watched oh. the first 45 minutes. Nice. Um, we'll talk to the Cobra, Big Show Flames analyst, the Solution Snake. Brent Cron in studio next. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.